Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the Don't Waste Water podcast. I'm your host, Antoine Walter, and for this very first episode, I'm honored to welcome Laurent Defranceschi as my guest today. Laurent is head of applications at Suez Water Technology and Solutions, and he's dealing with wastewater treatment since 1992, as he will explain you in a minute. In our deep dive, Laurent will guide us through the six steps to solve a wastewater riddle. Starting with a water sample, defining the treatment goals, making a good use of historical data, testing the water, teaming up to upscale and, above all, filling everything with passion. Let's wait no more, I'll climb the Zurichberg and meet Laurent de Franceschi there during the jingle. You're listening to Don't Waste Water, the podcast that helps water professionals to improve their wastewater treatment, optimize their operation costs, and keep up with the latest market trends. This podcast is brought to you by GF Piping Systems. As a leading supplier of piping systems made of plastics and metal, GF Piping Systems is the global expert for the safe and reliable transportation of water, chemicals, and gas. For more information, visit gfps.com. Hi, Laurent. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being my, my first guest. Hi, Antoine. I'm very pleased to. So maybe we can start with, with a postcard. We are just uh, sitting in a restaurant uh, on the Zurichberg, which is maybe the, the nicest place you can find in Switzerland. So we are having a good time. I hope our listeners will have a good time as well. I hope too. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe let's start by uh, introducing yourself. You've been a wastewater professional for years, I'm not saying decades, because I'm a gentleman, don't want to, to insult you. <laughs> so what sets you apart in this, in this world of, of wastewater? So, yes, you are talking about decades. I would say it's, it's almost three decades now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so young anymore in this, uh, in this field, but always still passionate, I would say, by this job. And uh, I started um, within Suez now since almost 30 years, also 1992. First, uh, my background uh, was wastewater treatment, I would say. Then I switched to water treatment in general. We still a huge expertise in wastewater treatment. And then I joined uh, here, uh, Ozonia, since now four years, uh, working as head of application of Ozone and AOP which is also one important topic. And um, yes, yeah, still passion to find solution for water treatment in general. So you mentioned you're the head of applications. What's exactly behind this term of applications? So application, basically, it's um, how to implement ozone or AOP solution. Uh, just short definition about AOP advanced oxidation processes, uh, which are usually not well known. And the idea is really to develop new application to bring solution to our customers. Let's say we are really upstream trying to find a solution for them and also assessing the technical feasibility of this uh, of these technologies. And in that field, what, what's your secret sauce? What makes you really different from your competition? Uh, if there is any competition, yes. maybe you're so good, there's no competition. <laughs> I think there is competition in all fields, but okay, in this one also. What makes the difference, I would say here, is that we still keep in, uh, in Zurich, in Dubendorf to be exact, we still keep uh, a lab, an AOP lab, I would say. It's the, the things that make us strong there because it's a reliable uh, lab. Uh, we have also very good professional 
and experts here. And we also have all the other people, uh, I would say, um, not really directly uh, linked to application, but more uh, having an expertise, I would say, in uh, uh, research or in uh, process, ozone process, I would say in general, present uh, in Dubendorf. So we are linked. We are not we are not alone and we have a reliable lab. Yes. And also so the, pilots. So the secret sauce is, is the lab and the people which are working exactly. around in the lab. The tools and the people. I would say I would I would say people first for sure. Very interesting. So what would be a project you are working on so right now so that we get a, a bit of an understanding of what's your daily life? Yes. Yeah, so as I mentioned previously, um, we are trying to find new applications. So this goes f uh, through partnership with um, different uh, customer, can be an industrial one, can be also a partnership with an academic, for example, but usually with industrial one or even with the internal, uh, I would say, customer within Suez Group, because Suez Group, as you know, is a big galaxy. We are currently working on one project This project uh, uh, is, is almost finished, by the way, which is more a research project, a study around um, groundwater treatment, polluted groundwater treatment. Can you tell us a bit more about it or is it uh, top secret? <laughs> It's difficult to talk about a new project, etc. But I would, what I would say is the, the general idea of this, uh, this study is to assess different technologies ozone-based, uh, most of them, but not only. That's interesting because I think that this gives me a smooth transition to the heart of what we will be discussing today. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's I call that the, the water riddle. You have a customer coming, he has a problem with his water and he has no clue how to treat it. And what I would like to, to understand with you is what's your process starting from this water up to the point where you solve this problem and actually treat it. So what would be the, um, the start? What's the initial action you take if, uh, let's say, I'm one of your customers and I have a, a weird water that I would like to, to treat? First of all, um, I would say the first thing is to really clarify what is your need. Because usually people think about ozone. Uh, there is something which is already done in terms of uh, assessment prior to come to us. But in general, we really need to find out what's the goal. And usually this starts by a technical feasibility, I would say. Can ozone solve your problem or AOP, for example? So this is the, the first start, I would say. And this usually starts by uh, lab testing. So you would take samples of my water or? Yes, yes. Basically, we need uh, samples from, uh, from your water. And as usually mentioned, we need representative samples from your water. And this is not obvious, you know, that that the, the water quality can change, is not always constant. And the idea is really to take the one which is the most representative of, I would say, the future condition, operation condition. So you take some samples, you make a suitability test, and that is going to tell you if you can help me or not. To understand it right? Exactly. The, 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 the suitability test, as you mentioned, is something which will give us already some answers. Yes, can we reach the goal in terms of removal rate? 
Can we reach the goal in terms of, for example, concentration to, to achieve? Can we reach the goal also, I would say, in terms of dosage? Does it make sense to bring so much ozone or is it okay? These are the, the first answer I would say we can give um, with, um, with this first test we do generally. So that means you make a kind of economical assessment if the, the, the dosage would be that high that it would cost really too much, you say, yes, technically that's feasible, but doesn't make sense. Exactly. Uh, testing, as I mentioned, is some kind of first step, but it's, it's, uh, it's obvious that before testing, we check uh, within our internal database, we, uh, within all the results we, uh, we got from the, the prior test we did. Uh, if we have something similar in terms of water matrix, if we have something similar in terms of dosage or things like that. We also have um, um, a database, I would say, uh, more related to the different compounds which, which can react or not with ozone. And we can already give some kind of first answer to this. If the dosage is really too high, we discuss the point, does it make sense to go for testing? And with all your experience, are you still surprised by water that might still work or react when you would think it would not? Or, or the other way around, you thought it would be just easy to treat and it turns out it's not that easy? Um, I'm still surprised. I think even our expert is surprised. So if <laughs> if he is surprised, I am surprised too, I would say. Yes, we, we still have, you know, um, water matrix where we think that Ozone is not a solution and yes, for some reasons it works. So. so we live in an industry where at the end of the day, the water decides. Somehow the water decides and we live in, a, in a, an industry or in a technology where not everything is well known right now. So let's go a bit further in the process. So uh, you've established that you can treat it mm -hmm. and that it would make sense economically. Now, what's the next step? So usually the next step is to find out within within the group, within Suez group, people who will be able to answer regarding the solution. Sometimes uh, it's um, people from uh, WTS, so Water Technology and Solution, can be also people integrator uh, within Suez group, such as uh, Suez treatment infrastructure. If not, then we have also some partnership with, I would say, external company when it's a uh, dedicated market market or specific market. Uh, sometimes you work also with uh, EPC, engineering companies, uh, which uh, provide, I would say, um, the general process. And we bring Ozone Solution in this case, or AOP Solution. So you are the process owner and they will be building it. How does it work? Who does what? There are several possibilities. Usually we try to bring a turnkey solution, but sometimes we can be even not process owner. The EPC, uh, the engineering company, can be uh, the process owner in, in some cases. So we, in this case, we bring uh, the, the ozone solution, I would say. The ozone um, product, sorry. So if I try to make a, a cooking analogy, mm -hmm. you found out the receipt mm -hmm. to treat that water. And sometimes within Suez, someone is going to be the cook as well. So everything comes from Suez. Or sometimes this cook can be external and you will be giving the receipt to the cook. Is that the right way to translate it? Could be like this, yes. Sometimes, you know, um, we, we have also um, partnership with 
industrial companies, which are working on a topic since, I would say, a long time, which already uh, started uh, to, to do some tests, etc., to work with ozone. But still, they are limited in terms of tools, in terms of, I would say, assets in general. So they come to us to confirm some tests, to optimize some tests. In this case, for sure, they're process owner. So... Your role is a bit a consultant role for, for the customer. You yeah. consult him on how we, his process should work. How do you interact if there's already a consultant on the customer side? So then the customer has hired his own consultant, which might have his own ideas. And then you find out something on the process, which might not be aligned with uh, the, the consultant's ideas. So now you have multiple cooks around the same table. How does that come into into music? I would even add some order, uh, <laughs> some other players, uh, because uh, usually when we do some work, uh, as we are more, I would say, on the research side, we also work with uh, internal salespeople from uh, purification and disinfection. So basically, we are several players around the table, and this for sure needs discussion to align us. But usually, this this works quite well, I would say. Uh, We never faced uh, any issue due to the fact that we had to change a little bit our way of thinking regarding uh, uh, ozone application, for example. We've talked about the, the lab testing. Do you also do pilot studies, sometimes maybe pilot in the field? Or when would you do a pilot and when would you not do a pilot? Yes, we do piloting. We do piloting sometimes really to, I would say, to find out if the solution is reliable. Because uh, as you know, as I mentioned, we need to have, I would say, a representative uh, water matrix. Sometimes water matrix, I would say even always, water matrix is quite varying. So this is not obvious at and can bring some issues uh, in uh, in operation and in this case we can do piloting to check a little bit where what are the limits i would say where there is an issue if we can find uh, if we can find out a solution to um, uh, to this issue piloting is closer to real operation conditions so it helps also the the customer to be familiar with ozone because as you probably know ozone is a dangerous gas and sometimes people are a little bit afraid of implementation of ozone within their plant. It's kind of a way to teach them what it would be in the future to have an ozone plant because they already have a small version of it. Exactly, a small scale. This is one part, uh, as you mentioned, but we can also do sometimes piloting strictly uh, just as some kind of research, uh, some studies, specific studies. We did recently uh, a study which aimed to combine, I would say, ozone and activated carbon in, um, in the field of micropolitan treatment in Switzerland. Talking about combinations, one of the future episodes of that podcast will feature one expert of advanced oxidation processes. And uh, I know that uh, he's, uh, he's telling that this is the future, that advanced oxidation processes are the future for many reasons. And uh, for the ones that want to know the full rationale behind it, I only can encourage you to listen to, to, to the episode where he will be featured. But you are also one of the experts in that field of uh, advanced oxidation processes. What would be your take on this AOPs? I would say um, that 
it's the future for sure because as you may know micropolitan and is um, is quite a huge concern i would say it's a real concern and we need to treat them for example in in, in wastewater and we will have more and more difficult components to treat so uh, yes it's the future advanced oxidation but uh, i'm strongly convinced it's the future by combination also with uh, biological process why because basically by breaking down some kind of big molecules which are difficult uh, which are toxic difficult to to treat by uh, by a bio you produce usually systematically compounds which are easy to uh, to be removed by a bio so in this case it really makes sense to combine ozone plus bio or advanced oxidation proce uh, process in general plus a biology. It's a combination which already exists uh, in, in drinking water since decades. You mentioned that Suez wants to do the turnkey. So is it really the focus of Suez to deliver the large-scale solution based on your research? Or is it sometimes preferable for Suez to be in a second row and saying, we are the process owner, we bring the material, the equipment, but someone else is going to be assembling and taking the responsibility to make it work in the field. I think it's really depending, it's really case by case. Um, you know, in sometimes um, when we are talking about municipal market, Suez is quite well implemented in this market and is a major player. So in this case, um, I'm quite sure I'm quite sure. I'm convinced uh, we will bring the solution, the turnkey solution, and not only providing one part of the process, but all the water treatment process. In some cases, in some markets, I would say, especially in industrial markets, you have uh, really already strong players in place. Uh, and there, uh, it's opportunistic, I think, for both of us, uh, for, the, for the partners, to, um, to work with them, not bringing the turnkey solution, to work with them, as process provider and we provide part of the solution I would say we provide also our ozone expertise in this case I think in some markets such as aquaculture or yes other other industrial markets such as uh, uh, electronics in some cases yeah so in those cases Suez WTS acts as an OEM or a small EPC rather than the, the supplier of the full package yes 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 But it's really case by case. It depends on the market also, yeah. I think it's kind of the agility of being such a big group. You can sometimes decide not to be the big boy, but rather a smaller player because it's more suited to the application. Exactly, exactly. This is really uh, uh, some kind of flexibility you need to have. In your previous uh, role, previous life, I might say so, you were more on the uh, operation side of the wastewater treatment plant. And if I recall right, the plants where you were active used to be kind of innovation labs for Suez. So you were working on, on places where there was always an innovative treatment, whether tested or, or just implemented. As an operator or as a technical leader, isn't it a challenge to be on a field which is always moving like that? Wouldn't it be more a comfort to say, 
I have my usual treatment working for years and I just maintain it. We always need to have challenges. We always need to find new solutions to optimize. We are always moving forward in this, uh, in this uh, path, I would say. You cannot stay uh, as it is. And uh, I think it's, I saw some kind of changement in the, the paradigm of treating wastewater. Basically, uh, in the 90s, when we were talking about treating wastewater, the idea was to put energy was to put efforts, was to put technology uh, to treat water. Since two decades now, I think we are more focused on how to produce energy from wastewater, bringing added value basically to, uh, to wastewater, not thinking only we have to bring energy to treat the water, but how, what is easy, the water can bring uh, energy. So this is, the, I would say, a first step, but not only then the, the way we think about wastewater now is really, is there within the wastewater something that we can recover that really brings added value? What could be example of that? Is it resource recovery of phosphorus or nitrogen or is it rather biogas or what do you think? So biogas is the first one. Clearly this is uh, methanization is, is really uh, now well implemented or starts to become well implemented and this is the first step I would say. But uh, in in general, yet it's reduction of, of sludge in wastewater. It's also recovery of some uh, of some substances, as you mentioned, uh, phosphorus uh, is one of them. Sometimes it's uh, production of biogas uh, to produce biomethane, which can be reintroduced in the in the gas network. So this is this is also a solution, much more interesting, I would say, even di than um, uh, than um, only digestion and uh, energy production behind. And yes, recovery of resources is really something which is important. I we even face this type of issues with ozone or AOP in some industrial processes. People are trying to use ozone, let's say, oxidative properties of ozone to recover some components just in order to um, not to waste their product. I often hear that our industry is pretty conservative. And still, when listening to you, it sounds to me that they are also innovative and, and moving people in that industry. So what would you say is the share of people like you, which are open-minded, and uh, other people that might be a little bit more, I mean... Everybody likes to have his daily routine, but maybe a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> Within water treatment, people are quite passionate, but um, I think passion is also something you can communicate to people. This is, this is important. Also, sometimes people can be in, in, in some kind of routines, um, but can also be at the same time uh, in routines and passionate by, uh, by what they're doing. Um, I would say this is my um, my main purpose to bring some to bring life. I would say in the daily work. And I think that's again a smooth transition. I think it rounds off our heart of the subject today. And if it's fine with you, I would propose you to switch to the rapid fire questions. Okay. It's time for the rapid fire questions. The way it works is it's the same set of questions which uh, I'm asking to all the, the people which are attending the podcast. And I think it's interesting to, to get to understand the differences between the answers of various people. I'll try to keep the question short. So if you can 
try to keep the answer short, but of course, if there's something really interesting to say, the, the mic is still open to you. Should we start? Let's go. What is the most exciting project you've been working on and why? All. <laughs> that was really short, but so every project is... Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yes, uh, every project are exciting. Honestly, uh, some projects uh, more than others. Basically, currently, we are working on one project uh, which aims to find out solution by combination of uh, technology, as I mentioned, uh, for polluted groundwater. This is, this is uh, really interesting. Where I think we have really an added value is project where we ozone is applied as part of an industrial process and I will stop because it's short answer. <laughs> What's your favorite part about your current job? Teamwork. Teamwork and finding new finding new solution with the team. Yes, this is something which is very important. By by teamwork I even I would even um, Uh, enlarge or widen the, the, not only the internal team, but also, let's say, in general, people uh, with whom we are uh, in contact to develop new solutions. So like the project team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... Uh, What is the trend to watch for in the water industry? In the water industry, the top trend, I, I would say, it's the, um, this changement of paradigm I mentioned, which aims to see water not as, as waste, Wastewater not as waste, uh, but really as um, as a value. This is a I think this is a trend for the future. Recover most as possible uh, what is um, within the the wastewater in general. Let me deviate from my script yeah. because it's interesting what you say. Do you think it's something for the future, or is it already happening that we see the wastewater as a resource and not as a waste? Yeah, it's already happening for sure. And then there will be some kind of threshold where you can be sure at a moment that uh, recovering will be interesting. Yes, this is sure. I go back to the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is the thing you care the most when you design a new project or process or product And what is the thing you care the less? The thing I care, I care the most is, I would say, the reliability, the general reliability of the process, taking into consideration some potential variation, I would say. This is the first thing. Bringing a solution which is reliable. Yeah. But I care the less, uh, difficult to say. Maybe you Ma care about everything, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I care the more, but the, the less, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> Do you have sources to recommend if we want to keep up with uh, the, the latest trends, research, magazines, blogs, uh, yeah. podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> There are several sources where you can find different information related to ozone. For sure, we have um, uh, an international ozone association uh, with, um, I would say, several, um, several places where you can find information related to ozone. There is also uh, EWA, so... International Water, water Association. Association. Exactly. <laughs> International Water Association, um, uh, which we, where you can also find lots of information uh, uh, relative to um, uh, our technologies. You can find quite interesting information in um, within the Micropole uh, VSA platform uh, in Switzerland. So that's a lot of sources that we can... And that we can browse to, to get some information. Let me end up with my last question. Would you have someone that you would recommend that we should invite on that podcast? I would recommend um, Wim Odenart. 
Wim, uh, Wim is, um, he, I would say, is head of um, a, a young company uh, which provides uh, modeling in, uh, yes, modeling in general, in wastewater, I would say. Very interesting. So uh, I'll make sure that we extend an invitation to, to Wim. Thank you, Laurent. Uh, if people have questions after our episode, uh, where can they contact you? I think the easiest is to contact uh, us by uh, by email. I would say yes. Okay, so I'll system. put your the, the contact email in there in yeah. the episode notes. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Don't Waste Water. This podcast was brought to you by GF Piping Systems. Loved this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. See you next time.